Good morning. My name is Nigel Stapleton. I'm a member of uh, Mitchenhampton Baptist Church. Uh, for those who are listening on podcast or YouTube, thank you for joining us. And our prayer today is that we will all know God's Spirit with us and speaking to us. We come today to the third aspect of prayer in our series. Last, Peter spoke originally about adoration. Gary then led us through confession. And this morning we're coming to thanksgiving. And next week, Alan will be leading us in supplication. There is some overlap And in principle, we need to consider all aspects when we come to our devotion and prayer time. But first of all, I'd like us to turn to the scriptures. And if you have your Bibles with you, although the reading will be on the screen, I want to turn to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15 to 20. Be careful then, be careful then, how you live, not as unwise as unwise but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not make foolish, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine which leads to debauchery, but instead be filled with the Spirit. Speak to one another with psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And now let's turn to a shorter reading in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 and 17, words which I'm sure you'll be familiar with. Be joyful always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Let me just read that last reading again. Be joyful always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now, let's make sure we've got it in our minds and in our hearts, shall we? I'd like you to share with the person on your left, all right? Even if it's across the aisle, it doesn't matter. And I'd like you to repeat these verses on the screen. So together we will say, be joyful always, pray continually, give thanks God's will for you in Christ Jesus. I could end the sermon here. And you know, that will be the shortest sermon Nigel will have ever spoken. But let me, allow me to take a few more minutes. So, let's just clarify this, these words about thanksgiving. To thank is an expression of gratitude. Agreed? 
So would you like to take a guess at what Thanksgivings means in the dictionary? Thanksgiving is an expression of gratitude to God. Now that took me by surprise. So I looked up a second and then a third dictionary and they all relayed the same interpretation, gratitude to God. So how do we learn? A mother and father usually want their newborn baby to speak and they teach them new, teach new ways and words, often giving a baby something and holding on to it whilst repeating the word, ta, ta, until one day, with much excitement, when the child voluntarily says, ta. This leads then to thank you. Teaching a child at mealtimes is a good time to learn to say thank you for their food. Sometimes in a simple sentence, thank you for my nice tea. Amen. If the grandchildren are eager to eat their favorite food, this even now can get shortened to, wait for it, heavenly pa ta. Bedtime of, for young children is also a good time to learn to say thank you in a prayer which can be developed as they get older. An opportunity for, from an early age to teach and to learn and to give thanks and develop different ways of doing that which is always exciting to hear. It's always exciting to hear. And this is not just limited to the parent role. Grandparents, aunts, uncles, and perhaps even the babysitter can help and encourage prayers when they are childminding. So the question has to be asked, who do you express thanksgiving to? Bearing in mind that we pray to the Father through the Son and in the Spirit, remembering as Robert Law, who was a pastor in the, between 1860 and 1990 in Toronto said, prayer is not getting man's will done in heaven, it is getting God's will done on earth. Prayer is not getting man's will done in heaven. It is getting God's will done on earth. So we consider thanksgiving to God the Father. You know, there's a great example when David had called the... Uh, Everybody together, when they had been giving gifts to the rebuilding of the temple, and by golly, they didn't half give. They bought gold, they bought silver, they bought a stack of stuff for, the, for God's kingdom, for God's temple. And a great example of this, when David received so many gifts from, um, from Chronicles, and I read this. This is David. David praised the Lord in the presence of the whole assembly, saying, Praise be to you, O Lord, O God of Father Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the majesty and the splendor, for everything in heaven and earth is yours. Yours, O Lord, is the kingdom. You are exalted and head over all. 
Wealth and honor come from you. You are the ruler of all. In your hands are the strength and the power to exalt and give thanks to all. Now, our God, we give thanks and praise your glorious name. What a prayer. What a prayer. If you run short of something to pray for, refer back to 1 Chronicles 29, verse 10 to 13. It warms my heart. Here was David outpouring and knowing something of the great power of God the Father. Paul also comments when he wrote to Ephesians in chapter 1. He said these words. He said, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you. The riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints and his incomparable great power for us to believe. That power is like the working of his mighty strength, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him in the heavenly realms. Paul is reminding us of the relationship with God our Father. Not only in great power, but in great love. Now, if you turn to your Bibles, find Psalm 107. I'm not going to read it. But the psalmist enthuses about God's love for a variety of people. And I thought this was quite interesting when I read it. There were wanderers. There were prisoners. There were the rebellious, there were sailors, the Lord had rehoused and repurposed people. But let's just note a few of these verses in Psalm 107, which demonstrates God the Father in great love. Can we give thanks? Verse 1. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. Verse 8. Give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love. Verse 9. For he satisfies. Verse 15, let them give thanks for his his unfailing love. Verse 19, he saved them from their distress. Verse 20, he rescued from the grave. Verse 28, he brought them out of their distress. Finally, in verse 43, he says, Whoever is wise, let him heed these things and consider the great love of God. The great love of God. I'll let you read Psalm 107 in your own time. There's God the Father in great plans. Proverbs reminds us in his heart a man plans his course, but the Lord determines his steps. Jeremiah chapter 6 verse 16 says, Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths. Ask where the good way is and walk in it and you will find rest for your souls. We should ask. We should ask. We should ask. Jeremiah 29, 11 says this. 
For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give hope and a future. Well, my friends, we need to draw closer to God. And then we give thanks to God the Father in great presence. Psalm 46, verse 10 reminds us, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. And the last book, but one in the Bible in Jude, verse 24, to him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and great joy. To the only God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, power, and authority through Jesus Christ, our Lord, before all ages, now and forevermore. Present you before his glorious presence. One day, those who believe in him will stand in his glorious presence. I can't use any words. I don't know what it will be like. But it's described as a glorious presence. Not only can we give thanksgiving to God the Father, but who do you express thanksgiving to? Thanksgiving in Jesus. Thanks be to God. He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ, Paul wrote to the Corinthians. For you know that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, though that he was rich, yet for our, sake, our sakes he became poor, so that you through the, his poverty might become rich. At a specific time, and a specific place, and while we were sinners, Christ died for us. In writing to the Romans, he brought us into a kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption and the forgiveness of sins. Sorry, press the wrong button. We also give thanksgiving in the Holy Spirit. Let us be in no doubt today, whilst we sit here in church in Midgenhampton, Gloucestershire, UK, God gives the Spirit without limit, recorded in John's Gospel, chapter 3, verse 34. And Jesus himself said, but the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. When Peter had stood up to preach in Acts chapter 2, the people asked, what shall we do? And Peter replied, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. We bring our thanksgiving to the Father through the Son and the Spirit 
in the Spirit. And Paul, writing to the church of Ephesus, says, pray in the Spirit on all occasions in all kinds of prayers and requests. We have considered to whom we express. But how do you express thanksgiving? Reflecting on the reading from, uh, from Ephesians, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Sing and make music. Being filled with the Holy Spirit leads to praise expressed in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. The instruction to make music implies that a variety of musical instruments and rhythms can be used. God is not necessarily concerned with the type of music, but with its content. When in Uganda, the way they worship, there's no way like we worship here. All right? When the music starts, even the little two-year-olds, they begin to sway. And they get into a rhythm, and their praise and worship is absolutely great as well. Our songs and thanksgiving are directed to him. The ultimate goal of the Spirit is to bring honor to God and Jesus Christ. And that is always why always giving thanks is one of the signs that we're filled with the Holy Spirit. Whatever happens to us, we can still give thanks for God's love and mercy that have given us salvation and the gift of the Holy Spirit. We cannot live a life on our own. We need his spirit within, as Paul writes to the Galatians and reminds us, and he says, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. We express thanksgiving in different ways. We can sing. No, some of you may not want to sing. Some in the house may not want you to sing. That's a different matter. You can praise him in the car, in the home, while you're doing the gardening. You can look at God's word, which is an encouragement. In Psalm 119, verse 105, it says these words, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. We could share with others, our prayer partners and our friends. We can fast and we can pray. Allowing ourselves to be drawn closer to God. Take time out special, serious time with God. Do we? Or we say, can't do that. So, when did you last express thanksgiving and for what? A very personal question. Please don't shout out any answers. But my friends, before God, when did you last express thanksgiving? You might say, there are a range of excuses. Well, times are difficult. Not much to give thanks for. Well, business is busy and I've got a pretty full diary. I'm not sure whether I could make it this week. 
or today. I'm sorry, but I can't remember. I, I remember it was good when I got a new job. That was great. I'm in a relationship which is hard. It is not what I was expecting. A kind neighbor brought me a bunch of flowers and a bottle of wine for my birthday. Oh, that was great. My bank account bumps along the bottom. I'm not in debt. We just make do and it's tough. Do we want to give thanks? There are consequences of thanksgiving. We receive, we are thankful. But my friends, there is a danger, and it would be wrong for me not to point this out. There is a danger that we may want to go back to what we want to do when God has provided. And we want to go back to where we think we should be without asking God what his priorities are for our lives. Oh, you say, Nigel, that's not really possible. No, I've been on the Christian pathway a long time And and I know it's better than that. But my friends, be warned. It's a danger. You receive a blessing and you give thanks, thanks, you express with thanksgiving to God all his goodness. And then you say, well, Lord, I just need to do this over the next few weeks. I don't really have much time. There are very often consequences to, to you receiving. Whether in hospitality resources of someone's time, benefits to others and God and his kingdom. And James writing in chapter 4 verse 10 reminds us, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. My friends, we need to look at developing a worshipping heart, enrichment of friends and a caring for others. I'd like you to note this next point. I was pondering what to say. And this is not very often that this happened to me, but it did. At half past three one morning, I was woken by a voice. And it said this, freely, freely, You have received. Freely, freely give. This was the chorus of a line from a song by Jimmy and Carol Owen in 1973. And it starts, God forgave my sin in Jesus' name. I've been born again in Jesus' name. And in Jesus' name I come to you to share his power as he told us to. And the chorus said, he said, Freely, freely, 
you have received. Freely, freely give. Go in my name and because you believe, others will know that I live. This is based on the words that Jesus spoke when he sent out his 12 disciples in Matthew chapter 10 and verse 8. He said, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you have received. Freely give. Paul reminded the Corinthian church that God loves a cheerful giver. If you give flowers, the recipient gives thanks, not just for the bouquet of flowers, but the recipient also remembers the one who gave them. Oh, Jackie gave me that when she came last Tuesday. Aren't they wonderful? Haven't they lasted a long time? So you remember the flowers and you remember Jackie. Jesus, our Redeemer, for your humility and sacrifice, sharing our joys and sorrows, dying and rising for our salvation, we bring you our worship and offer you our sacrifice and thanksgiving. Amen.